0: Good
1: morning and welcome. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Today is the sixteenth Sunday after Pentecost, and we're gonna take a look at our at our gospel lesson still in the Gospel of Luke, the sixteenth chapter, and we're gonna look at maybe a familiar story for many of you, the story of, of Lazarus and, and the rich men, um, who have a, a meeting while they're alive, and then uh, one of them wanna have a meeting after they die. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit today and, and see where that takes all, all of us and how that applies to you and me um, as we, we walk on earth today. Our worship service is, on, is Divine Service 1. If you, if you like, you can follow along on the hymnal. Most certainly, you can follow along on the screens also. And uh, we pray that you are blessed immensely this morning as we come together to, to worship our, our risen Lord Jesus Christ. Let's begin with our opening hymn, Come Holy Ghost, Creator Blessed. M number four ninety eight. Please rise. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is and unjust, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God, Please
0: be seated. Good morning. Uh, This morning, Old Testament reading is from Amos chapter six, beginning with verse one. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion, and to those who feel secure on the mountain of Samaria. The notable men of the first of the nations to whom the house of Israel comes, pass over to Kalnech and see, and from there go to Hamath the Great, then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than these kingdoms, or is their territory greater than your territory? O you who put far away the day of disaster and bring near the seat of violence, O to those who lie on beds of ivory and stretch themselves out on their couches, and eat lambs from the flock and calves from the midst of the stall, who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and like David invent for themselves instruments of music, who drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph, Therefore, they shall now be the first of those who go into exile, and the revelry of those who stretch themselves out shall pass away. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. The epistle lesson for this morning is from First Timothy chapter three, beginning with verse one. The saying, is, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to too much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless.
1: Please rise for the reading of the gospel. And you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg ye, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We have any children that like to come to the children's message this morning? Morning. You guys doing okay? Great smile. Uh, more. Hi, there. You snuck up on me. So question, any of you guys have an alarm clock? You don't have an alarm clock? Mom has an alarm clock. Good. I have an alarm clock. and Actually, I have a dog that wakes me up before the alarm clock goes off, but that's OK. So most people, or many people, have alarm clocks, and we use them to wake us up in the morning. right? You all have alarm clocks? Okay. And so, but, but a lot of clocks have this nice little button on it that we call snooze. They know what happens. You hear the alarm go off, and you go, I don't want to get up, and you just hit that snooze button, and you get about 10 more minutes of sleep. And then it goes off again, and you know, oh, I should get out of bed. Nah. And another 10 minutes of sleep. And sometimes you just keep hitting it and hitting and hitting it. And there's a couple of problems with that. If you keep hitting it, you might be late for your appointment or school or wherever it is we're going to go. Or you hit the snooze button so often that you no longer hear the alarm go off. And when that happens, you just miss everything. And, you know, in our gospel lesson this morning, there was kind of an alarm clock and a snooze button. So we hear about this very rich man, and we hear about this very poor man. The poor man's name was Lazarus, and he was also sick, very sickly. Where the rich man, his whole life, ignored God's call. Come. Come to me. Come to me. Because he had just spent all of his life with all of his riches. He ignored helping other people, and he eventually died. And he went to hell. And then there was Lazarus, who, who... believed in God and followed God, even though he had a miserable life, he still had God and knew, knew what would happen when he died. And he died, and he's up in heaven. And the, old, the rich man wakes up in, in hell, and he realizes this is not a good place to be. And so he says, hey, Abraham, send Lazarus back. Lazarus was the guy who was poor to help me. And my paraphrase of what Abraham said is it said, it's too late because you kept hitting the snooze button. You kept ignoring every time God said, come follow me. And that's what happened. If we hit that snooze button here ourselves, we begin to turn off God, and we no longer hear it. People tell us, but we just, just don't hear it because we just ignore it because we've hit that snooze button so, so long, so many times. And what happens if we keep doing that? Do we get to go to heaven? Nope, you're right. And do we all want to go to heaven? Yep. So the important thing is, is for us to listen. Listen for God to talk to us. Because then he asks us to do one other thing, is to go and tell people to. So we don't want grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads and brothers and sisters, friends, enemies, to keep hitting that snooze button. Because we want them to be in heaven too. So let's pray this morning. We'll pray that God helps us do that, okay? Heavenly Father, may we never be guilty of hitting the snooze button and say, later, Lord. Instead, let us rise up and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our hymn of the day. Grace, peace, and mercy from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our sermon text comes from the Gospel lesson of Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 to 31. By by his grace, God provides you and me with so many opportunities. Opportunities to be saved, as well as opportunities to serve him. And from the story of the rich man and Lazarus, which we heard Um, In our gospel lesson, we also find that these joyous opportunities in life, they come along at times that you and I often don't even expect it and don't even see. And you may say, "Uh, Pastor, that was a lot of ugly stuff in that gospel lesson today. Where's the joyous stuff? Well, we'll get there because there's a lot of joy. And, and Lazarus, most, most certainly, where he may not have had joy to our understanding in his life, he most certainly has joy being in heaven. So we have the story, and, and again, recap it real quick, we have a rich man who's very, very rich, dresses up in, in purple and fine linens and, and all, um, has a great meal every day, and he passes by, it appears, every single day, this very poor man named Lazarus, who's also probably pretty ugly looking with sores all over his body. And and most of us would probably like, yeah, I think I'm going to walk over here too, because I don't want to catch what that guy has. But it's interesting in the gospel lesson, it says that that the rich man never, ever even looked at Lazarus, passed him every day, but it was as as if Lazarus wasn't even there. And for some of us, that we may have that same problem. We walk around and we have blinders on. We don't see what's on the left. Oops, that's right. Excuse me, on the right or on the left. Yeah. Is it early? What time is it this morning? Nope. nope. Um, but we, just, we get so focused of where we're we going that we don't see anything. I mean, how often of, of you who drive, never saw that car come by you on the side. You go, Whoa, where'd that car come from? You no, know, and stuff we get so focused in our own lives here so the rich man just again the, the recap was he just lived a life that was so centered on him and nothing else and expected probably expected he would live forever ever ever and enjoy all the wonderful riches that he had but that's not the case he dies and, and he, he goes to heaven excuse me You guys are supposed to say, that's not what happened, Pastor. He went to hell, right? Were you listening to the gospel reading? You notice how good I was at that turning it on your fault, not mine? (sighs) I know, it is my fault. I said the wrong thing. But you can correct me. It's okay. Um, So, the rich man dies and goes to hell. And it's this miserable. It's one of the few times in the in scripture that actually describes what life in the hell would be. And it was pretty hot. Lots of fire. Painful. And uh, he didn't like it. And, and, and why God allowed him to see Abraham is, is unknown, because Abraham tells us there's a chasm, you can't cross over. And, and later on, we hear that you know, heaven doesn't see hell. hell doesn't, maybe hell does get a snapshot of heaven. But um, He's having a miserable life. He can't stand the heat. And and he sees Lazarus sitting next to Abraham and says, Lord, send him back to me. Again, the rich man's focus is solely on him, not anyone else. And Abraham says, "Uh, nope, can't do that. And, well, I don't understand. You know, he's just a poor guy. I'm a rich guy. And... Abraham says, paraphrase, uh, you're in hell, he's in heaven with God. You kept hitting your snooze button all the time somebody came and shared the gospel with you. You ignored it, and that's why you're there today, because you have no faith in Jesus Christ. Or he would have said the Messiah at, at that time. Well then, and this I thought was interesting, he gets the picture he finally gets the gospel. It's too late, though, for him, because he's already died. And what does he do? For the first time in his life, he becomes an evangelist. Then Lazarus back again, but this time send him to my brothers. That's a pretty good thing, except for he can't, because he's dead. Lazarus is in heaven. He's alive with God. And Abraham says, uh, Lazarus, you blew it. You had all this time on earth to tell your brothers it's too late for them too, because they keep hitting this news button also. And and so we get stuck today looking at our own selves, or not, that's probably the better word, And, and how many times, again, have you walked by something that maybe you should have noticed? How many times have you said no when you, maybe you should have said yes? And it, it's, it's a difficult situation because we, we live in, in, in a world where it's crazy. And it, it, even the church recommends, well, don't do this and don't do that, which seems to be anti-gospel because God says, help the poor, help the needy. Help all those in need, and you know we're, we're told by the police authorities and the sheriff's department, you know, with our large homeless population. He says, "Don't talk to them. Don't touch them. Don't give them anything." And, and that sounds anti-Christian, doesn't it? I mean, how, how many of you have walked by and said to yourself, "God, I should have helped them after you walked back past? And did you keep walking, or did you turn back? And it's usually, we might say to self, well, you know, the police department told us not to do that, so we shouldn't do that. So all is good. And, by the way, the church has said don't do that. It's better to be safe. And it is better to be safe. I can't tell you what to do on that one. I can just tell you to, in that moment, God, what do I do? And listen. And it's better to do that than hit the snooze button and walk by. Because maybe God put that person in your place that day. Maybe that was their chance to hear the gospel. And maybe you were the only person or the last person to walk by before they died. Now, again, we have to go through all the things in our head at that time. Well, do I stop? Do I, don't, don't I stop? The police said don't stop. The sheriff says don't stop. Do I give him a sandwich? Do I give him a dollar? Do I take him to wherever they need to go? Police say no. Sheriff says no. Church says no. But what does God say? And that's when you ask God to be really clear to you at that moment in time. And if you get a clear answer, keep on walking, you keep on walking. If you get a clear answer, stop. Then maybe you need to stop. But that's a decision that you have to make. Do I keep on going? Do I stop? Do I be a Lazarus, or do I be the rich man? And and it's not an easy thing, because most of us, get called to speak to people we don't know. And I don't know about you, but it's not the easiest thing for me to do to talk to somebody I don't know. And somebody said, wait a minute, you're a pastor. You're supposed to be able to do that. Well, maybe that's true, but I'm also uncomfortable talking to people I don't know. But I do realize that almost every day I talk to people who I don't know. And, and, you know, for that moment, I say, get over it, Brian, and do it, because that's what God would have you do. And then when the next person walks up to me. I go through that whole process all over again. I don't want to talk to you because I don't know you. I get uncomfortable. And then I say, oops, I got to ask that question. Do I talk? Do I not talk? And uh, most of the time God wins out, sometimes I went out. And when I went out, we call that what? Sin, right? I didn't listen to God this time. Um, but again, this, this text, and, and I started, I mentioned that the joy of the text, and he still said, Pastor, you haven't given us any joy yet. It's all this stuff. You're telling us to do things we don't want to do. Or you're telling us that maybe we need to listen to God more often, um, or at least talk to God. And But the joy is, is that final outcome, the outcome that Lazarus had. Lazarus, Lazarus' life on earth, from an earthly standpoint, was simply miserable. Many of you here, many of you online have gone through horrible things in your life. You may even have questioned at that point, God, where are you in all this stuff? And, and you're here, here today. And the probably says, you found out where God was in that day. You did not hit the snooze button to stop because things were miserable in your life. Instead, you, you grasp at the gift that God gave you. The gift of faith. The gift of his love. The gift of letting you know, you will be one day with me in heaven. Remember what Jesus said to the thief on the cross? He gave him the gospel. You will be with me today. It's a pretty awesome thing for us to remember what Jesus did on the cross. He continued to preach the gospel in the midst of horribleness for himself. And yes, I know, you can say, well, pastor, he's God. He's going to be able to handle all that. He was human also, 100%. He felt every bit of the pain of the sword going in his side. Every bit of the pain of the nail going into each and every parts of his hands and his feet. He felt every thorn that crashed through his head. And he felt the pain of all those who did not believe. And yet, in all of that, he tells the thief, you're coming to heaven with me today. And he gives us the same message. That you will be with me in heaven. He just doesn't fill in the blank when. And so, take away from this text the joy of knowing That if I hold on to God, I don't hit that snooze button. I don't continue to ignore God. And I have faith in what Jesus did for me. That I will have the joy of Lazarus, who had a horrible life on earth, but has a glorious life in heaven. Most of us here today could look at Lazarus and see my life is at least a little bit better than his. And he's having the greatest reunion in heaven with his Lord. Us too. Because God sets before you and me so many joyous opportunities to share. We have daily opportunities to be saved by the word of God when we push it aside. We have daily opportunities to share the word and to serve according to God's word. If we miss these opportunities, we could end up like the rich rich man. If we seize these joyous opportunities like Lazarus, God will know our name, God will know our struggles, and God will rescue us from them all and bring us home to heaven in his time. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift and the story of, of Lazarus. Help us to be like him and hold on to you so that we too will be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us all rise and profess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, strengthen us to fight the good fight of faith. Give us boldness and confidence to speak your word of mercy and justice in a world that does not care to listen. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, raise up faithful pastors, missionaries, teachers, and other church leaders. Stir up the hearts of your faithful people to serve you with gladness and humility. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, walk with all those who are grieving the death of loved ones. Comfort them with the hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. In our prayer. Lord, give strength and patience to those who are struggling financially. Raise up people and institutions that will assist them in their struggles. Help us all to look with mercy upon those who need help. Lord, in your mercy. In our prayer. Lord, we pray for the government of our nation. Our state, our county, and our city. Raise up faithful leaders who will defend the weak and fight for justice and peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, look with favor upon all who are sick, injured, and recovering. Have mercy upon them and heal them according to your will. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we commend all these things to your infinite mercies, which are new every morning. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and solitary, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father. Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and after having given thanks he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper he took the cup and after having given thanks he gave it to his disciples and said take drink this is the cup of the new testament of my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
2: Take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see. see
1: Please rise. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us with the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing, seek ye first. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We have announcements this morning. I think Doreen does, and we are selling script. Donna's in the Narthex. Got script, and the script helps support the the uh, our school, and uh, every little bit of a script. And we have cards to almost any place that you can imagine. So see Donna if you need to get some script.
3: I'm Doreen from your Board of Christian Education. And um, I want to thank everybody who had had a chance and was able to come out on Thursday night for our open house. It was terrific. We had lots of school families and our teachers, and a lot of people gave us some good feedback, and you were all able to meet a lot of our new teachers and our our current teachers. So thank you very much. Um, I also want to let you know about our Harvest Festival coming up October 15th. That's less than a month away. You all received a flyer when you came in today. And apparently there's one of those flyers, there were a couple different flyers that I handed out, but one of them doesn't have the date on it. So will you look at your flyer right now, and if it doesn't have the date on it, please take the pencil out of your pew and write October 15th. (laughs) I don't want you to forget that date. Talking about opportunities to minister to people and not hit the snooze button if you've never helped out at an event like this, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun, and it's a safe way to do this with your church family. Um, come help. Be a part of it. It's just a wonderful event. So October 15th. We need lots of help. I failed to get the uh, sign-up sheets today, but we will have them next week. So give that some thought if you can if you can make it. Next week we'll have sign-up sheets. Um, also, the day following that, October 16th, which is the, the, that Sunday, we'll be having a teacher appreciation day. And I just wanted to put that in your, in your, uh, in your heads <laughs> for, for teacher appreciation. We'll have a basket in the back for cards. And last week we had a list of all of our teachers. Um, I think we'll do that again. We'll get you a list so you can write cards to each of our teachers and tell them how much we appreciate them. Um, and then following that, we'll just have a short coffee and snacks like we always do in the fellowship hall out here. The last thing I wanted to talk about was script and Pastor already mentioned that. So Donna is in the back selling script and that the, the, the proceeds from that go to benefit our early learning center. So please, if you're able to do that, buy some script and it it's uh, mutually beneficial. We get a portion of it, and you get the face value of your, your purchase. So um, if you have any questions or want to talk about this, please join us over in the fellowship hall after after service here. We'll be having coffee and, and some uh, snacks. We have some leftover snacks from our open house. So give us, come, come see us. Did you want us to put candy in that box back there? Oh, okay, yes. For a harvest festival coming up, I should have mentioned. We have a box in the narthex, so if you can bring some candy... Just wrapped candy would be wonderful. Um, We'll have that out until just before the Harvest Fest so we can use all the candy we can get. Is there anything else I was supposed to mention, you guys? (laughs) Okay. Good job.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, And, of course, you know, with candy, the rule is you put one in that box and one in my box. Put them, all, put them all in that box. It's much better. Um, so in our pews, we have these little cards. You know, they say on one side, Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church, and then on the other side, it has the Lord's Supper. And uh, I'm probably the wrong person to tell you this, because uh, so on the back of the card. This is our statement of faith with regards to the Lord's Supper. We ask you to put your name and down there. And the majority of you sign your name, which is pretty kind of cool because that means, yep, my signature says I believe that, all that stuff. The problem is, have you ever tried to read my handwriting? You can't read it. People have no clue who's signing my things sometimes. And we have that same problem, is when you don't fill out anything on the front, often we have no clue who put their name on the back because we just can't read it. So if you would do us a favor, and on the front at minimum, if you would just print your name on that front line so that we can read it. Okay? If you want to fill out the rest of it, that's okay. You don't have to, but um, they keep crediting me with receiving tons of communion on Sunday morning. And uh, which, I would love to do that, but this is not the way it works. So, if you do that for us, that'd be great. Um, another, one more uh, message or, or announcement. So, this coming Saturday, that is October 1st, correct? I think. are. Uh, our city's having any cleanup, and it's been a while since we've been out there picking up stuff with our city. Um, we will send out a notice uh, we're, we're trying to get a, a, see if we can get a coordinated effort together. Um, but we'll, we'll get out a um, special messenger on Monday. Uh, Tuesday at the latest, it's kind of say, so, you know, if we want to do it as a group, how we might make it work to go as a group, but, but at minimum, let you know where it is. So if you're not getting the messenger, uh, let us know. That goes for you online also. If you're not getting the messenger, you can send, send your either, either tell Jason on your way out, I don't get the messenger, and then he'll ask for your email address. Don't tell me because I'll forget by the time I get to the back of the church. Um, th- and but those of you online and here too be a lot easier is you just send an email to office at readingtlc.org and that'll get the Jason and he'll add you to the to our messenger list that we send out electronically and uh, then you'll get we do that every Thursday but we're gonna, we'll send a special one out um, Monday or Tuesday if we can get things put together how we can gather together and go as a group to help with the, the cleanup it's over it's uh, over Behind the old Rayleighs, that big park area back there, and they just moved a whole bunch of people out of there, and they're now going to clean it up. I think that's all I have. Stay. stay. Um, Have some refreshments. Stay for some more refreshments for your soul. Stay for Bible study. And if there's somebody here this morning that you have never, either, ever spoke to, this is your opportunity to... uh, Go and speak to somebody. Say, hi, I am, and I'm sorry, I don't know you. They may be a visitor. They may be a longtime member. But say hi. And then maybe have a conversation. Maybe drop the name Jesus in your discussion. It's good to know I got your, you love Jesus too. But look at faces you don't know and go say hello. Let's go in peace and let's serve the Lord.